What's going on, folks? Welcome to episode two of the High Flyers Wrestling Podcast. It is your boy Dom, and in the middle we got Yo Side, and over there, uh, what's going on, long, uh, long brim hat? Woo, woo, woo! You know it, it's your boy Terry. <laughs> so, um, wow. Okay, another interesting week of of wrestling per se. Um, I know my boy Terry has a lot to say about Monday Night Raw. Especially so we'll, first ten minutes. yeah, especially the first ten minutes. So we're not even gonna, we ain't gonna wait, fam. Go ahead, take it away. All right, so we're gonna start the week off with our Monday Night Raw which was our Hell in the Cell fallout show. And the first five seconds of the show, it was already on shenanigans. They run the, the, the opening theme and everything, and then next thing you know, they cut to the ring on Rusev just getting stomped by Randy Orton and, and King Corbin for no reason whatsoever. Just random. No setup, just, just yeah, getting stomped. Yeah. Then Rusev make a comeback, and all of a sudden... Rusev, Rusev. Then we got Bobby Lashley. I'm in your robe, which must mean I'm in your room. And if this is your room, then this must be your bed. If this is your bed, then it's only one thing that must be missing. Fam, am I watching Monday Night Raw or ECW from 1997? It was a Brazzer scene, fam. Shout out to Del Marie, though. Hey, one time for the one time. Yeah, but, back. Mm, ooh, boy, yes, yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with this Paul Hammond ran raw right now and his BBC or fast storylines <laughs> they got going on, but I'm gonna need them to cut it immediately, yo. But on a positive note, we finally got the end to a few that we've been waiting to end for a very very long time. Very long time. Hold on, but, but before you go there, though, can we at least give Rusev props for whooping Randy Orton and King Corbin's ass like after all that happened? Can we at least oh, give him props for that? He had no choice. Nah, because sometimes that'll happen and then the baby face will end up getting the ass whooped. Like right after that, last, that He did that last week when he, when he stood there in the ring and just watched Lashley slob his wife down. For a minute and two seconds. I mean, watch that man slob him down longer than Kofi uh, versus Brock. <sighs> All right. Yes. Like you were saying, though, a few finally came to an end. When that- Natalia oh my God. pulled a Super Cena move on Lacey Evans and power bombed off the inches ramp. Yeah. But I want to say, Dom, you called it last week. Did you see when Natalia slid down the the, the, uh, the Titan Tron? I did, fam. I was hoping that was gonna happen. I just wanted that to happen one time. That's the one thing that I would say. Lacey, Lacey Evans did fantastic. Now, uh, the next part of Raw, I'm just gonna kind of clump together because I had like the same thought process about it. When it comes to like the Viking Raiders, War Machine, the Street Profits, AOP. Or Alistair Black. I need them to hurry up and use them. I I'm agree. Tired of hearing three of those four people that I named talk backstage and hype up the show. I'm ready to see them get it on in the ring. And well, I mean, let's get Ale- some action going. 
Well, Alistair did come out and squash, uh, you know, the Bollywood boys, aka the Bollywood blinds, because that's basically what they look like, the Hollywood Fam, boys. Any one of the three of us could have squashed the Bollywood boys. That is very, very true. That I mean, you will hear no argument from me on that one, my brother. <laughs> but I mean, I do like the AOP promos though. But I agree with you though. It, it, it's time for them to get in the ring and do something. But I mean, you know, maybe after Monday we'll actually see something suffice. Hopefully. And I do want to know how much is that check that uh Samir took to take that black mask to the head. Say man. That was one of those yowie wowie moments right there because he kicked the shit out of him, bro. Boy got his head kicked all the way off. It went past his head. Say. <laughs> If this was one combat, he would have got decapitated. Like you were being honest. Shout out to Johnny Cage. <laughs> and then the Hill Kabuki Warriors. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of digging it a little bit. So I'm I mean, I. they're not speaking a lick of yeah. English, and I'm cool with that. And they don't have. And did y'all see the translation of Kyrie saying out there cussing, fam? She definitely cussing. Yeah, she out there cussing, man. She got a new attire, new attitude. I'm with it. I'm with you're everything. You on full hill? I like that. Hey, got and you. then the main event, the the ending of Monday Night Raw, the whole Tyson Fury Braun Strowman segment. It was better than I They took that out of yeah. Austin Tyson back in the day. <laughs> a little bit of that and a little bit of the uh, Big Show Floyd. Yeah. Only difference is Tyson didn't break his nose. Well, not this time. And technically, that wasn't it. You know, they ain't had the match yet, so you never know what's going to happen at Crown Jewel. Blah. Live from South And then, then to top off our Monday Night Raw recap, though, we did have a couple of injuries coming out of Hell in a Cell. We had uh, Sasha Banks who has either a lower back injury or a tailbone injury. Oh, and then either, either Seth or The Fiend, and I'm leaning towards The Fiend because he was kind of missing on Raw, but one hey. of them got a concussion during the Hell in a Cell match. Well, I mean, as you, you must have forgotten, neither one of them was on the show, so, I mean, they actually both technically could have been injured. Yeah. But and I feel like if anybody though, it probably would have been the fiend that had the concussion. Yeah, I agree with that because yeah, he was going, he was he was going through it, fam. He and no selling a lot. But I like that though. It it builds the fact that you know what I'm saying, like he's a monster. Like fam took a curve stomp and got right back up. Literally, <laughs> no, like no lie, literally got right back up. Like like curve stomp back up. What's up? Bring it again. It did, man. Uh, the Pope, man. Post says. But yeah, I just found that interesting, though, that considering that, and I can't believe I'm finna, like, give Roman Reigns props. Like, the fact that Seth Rollins was not on Raw because they were scared he was gonna get booed, that's childish. Because despite what we say about Mr. Wellness himself, like, after he beat the Undertaker, he literally stood out there for, like, a good 10 minutes and just, and took them boos. But, but this is before you know, another company certain, uh, was created that was on network TV. That's true. That, like, couldn't uh, hang no more. But at anyway. the same, at the same time, 
I mean, the network, the other company was on TV when they decided to have that that end in the hell in the cell. So you also got to think about that too. Yeah. And Roman was gonna get booed anyway. He sliced that though. He wasn't gonna be able to get away from that heat. Yeah, especially considering the match was ass. Then he beat the Undertaker. Again, match could have been good, and they still would have they still would have booed him. He had to man. He had to drag him against the ropes to do that spear. I'll never forget that. That hurt my heart. Not even the spirit. The fact that he botched you the tombstone did. so badly, bro. Like, he almost he killed Undertaker that night. <laughs> Worse than Goldberg, fam. Because like, he did. He was up there like this. I was like, he's staggering just to get to the ropes. So, I mean, yeah. But, I mean, that says a lot to me. You know, Seth is on social media talking a lot of hot shit and – you know, you wasn't even on Raw the next day to, you know what I'm saying, be able to eat them booze. I mean, because you was going to get it regardless. But as far as Raw goes, in my eyes, it was like a throwaway Monday Night Raw. It was just like one of them, shit, we got the draft on Friday, so we just going to do whatever. But at the same time, it was just so, it was it was just terrible. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, like, Shockmaster debut terrible. So. All right. Yeah, but luckily for us, we had the first episode of AEW Dark on YouTube, and I actually do like that though. Um, I was a big fan of it because, like, basically the dark matches, you know, the matches that's not on TV, they we get to watch them on YouTube. So, like, the people that we're not really familiar with, it gives us a chance to watch them and showcase them before they hit national TV. So, I think that's a pretty good, you know, a pretty good thing that AEW doing is, is also different too. But first match was Darby Allen. He took on Seema. I thought it was pretty good. I ain't gonna lie, Darby Allen's becoming one of my favorite people in AEW. I don't know why. It's just something about him. But as far as the match goes, it was pretty good. Um, Darby Allen's quick as hell. You know, Seema is Seema. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all ever watched him wrestle, or yeah, he is fantastic. Um, Darby Allen did end up winning with the coffin drop, which is probably one of my favorite moves in AEW. Yeah, that's one of my favorite moves in AEW right now. I ain't gonna even lie to coffin drop. But you know, props to them, props to Darby Allen. Now, it could just be me, but Darby Allen looked like Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bread, fam. Like, every time I with makeup on, bro, like, that's exact, especially with this El Camino movie. That's He looks like him so much, bro, but hair don't help. it don't. All I yeah, want him to say is, I just need to hear him say bitch one time, and then that'll just, that'll just put it over right there. But um, next match we had you know, hybrid two, which is Jack, you know, Angelico and my boy Jack Evans and the Lucha brothers. They took on private party and best friends. It was pandemonium, like like long story short, it was the typical eight-man match, you know what I'm saying, with the AEW typical format. It was everywhere. Everybody got their stuff in. But um Lucha Brothers end up winning. Well, they get the pin. Yeah, man, good stuff. Um it's some of, I like Private Party. I think that was like the young. I think they're like the youngest team in uh, AEW right now. So I am a fan of Private Party. You know they they different. They flying around now. All that that high pitch yelling. Yeah, my that's boy, a, my boy be doing now, nah, fam. Uh, they also remind me a little bit, and this could just be me, but they remind me a little bit of the Street Profits, specifically the Montez Ford element of the Street Profits. That's pretty much, yeah, I felt that too. Yeah, I 
I have no I issue with that. I put that on yeah. my fantasy match. Probably but don't that. get me wrong. Boys boys can definitely go in the ring. And that gin and juice is a nice move. Yeah, that, that hurricane run into a cutter, man. That is probably one of the best tags you fish I've ever seen, like, in a uh, while. Look, I was about to spoil uh, the actual Dynamite show when they were uh, performing, so I'm going to be quiet. I, yeah, we yeah we we gonna get there. Yeah, we gonna get there. You know, then we had Ali and Britt Baker. Yeah, we go. Yeah, trust me, we gonna get there. We had shout Allie out to the doctor one time. Shout out to the doctor one time and her rings of Saturn and the fact that she be like like pulling it pulling a jaw when she be doing. I'm like, ooh, see. She put him in that legit mandible claw. She a doctor. She a dentist, man. That's true. So, you know, the match was cool. I do like the fact that, you know, the whole B. Priestley and uh, Britt Baker storyline has been going on since we're all out because, you know, B is the reason why Britt Baker wasn't in, you know, fighting for the for the women's championship. So I do like the fact that, like, the story's always, they still progressing. You know what I'm saying? It's not like just a match, just to have a match. Then we had SCU, my boys, they took on Jurassic Express. I was conflicted in this match because I'm a fan of both of them. SCU has always been awesome. I've always been a fan of Christopher Daniels and Kazarian. And I don't know, man, Lucia Soros just, once I seen him, I don't know, when I seen him in Lucia Underground, it was just something about him. I was like, he different. It's funny because that wasn't his original name. Like, once they started yelling Lucia Soros <laughs> to him in Lucia Underground, he just said, F it, I'm going to just run with it. So, but, you know, SCU ended up winning with the best, you know, best moonsault ever. Say, man. It's funny that the majority of these tag teams got like power driver type uh you know tag team finishes. You can't do a power driver at all unless you undertake in WWE. I just find that real fascinating. Only because I mean, is, though, but I guess that's what it is. They don't care about people's health like that. <laughs> okay. Touche I on mean, that. You can't, you can't tell me the young brooks ain't dropped a couple of people on their heads doing power drivers. Say, man, the Lucha Brothers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the package power driver, yeah, package power driver with the with the stone. That that's not gonna help no next either, fam. Stone Cold, right? A couple right. of them Canadian destroyers, you time that wrong. Especially when they be doing it off the top rope. Especially Dr. Dodge Kobe, big ass. Like, say, bro, if you miss time this at least even a little bit, I'm y'all dead. dead. You know what I'm saying? Neck is snap, but. Like I said, you know, it was a cool, it was like a like an hour or so. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't too long of a show. Um, so I like, like I said, I like AEW Dark. Like I said, it's a good chance for them to showcase people we haven't seen before. Uh, do any of y'all watch it, Terry? Did you watch AEW Dark? Yeah, I would have put Britt Baker and uh Allie on actual dynamite. That wasn't a dark match to me, but I can kind of understand why they put that on AEW Dark just because you know they wanted to build that first show show up too. Right. But as a whole, I, I'm definitely going to enjoy watching these on a weekly basis. Oh, yeah, same. So, might as well go ahead and good old Wednesday night with AW Dynamite. And look, Rashad, I already brought it up. Yeah, probably Pop- before they had two matches. Possibly. They had one on Dark and they had, they had one, one on, on Dynamite. And quite possibly, the my favorite match of the night, to be honest with you, was with the Young Bucks versus Private Party. Round with one for you know the tag team tournament. Look, man, this match was was greatness. This was like tag team wrestling at its finest. Like the if thing that you, I like, if you love high flyers. That's the yeah. Match. Like this, Randy Orton, somewhere pissed off right now. Oh watching yeah, this match. 
Just uh, he already said foot. he mad. <laughs> well, you know, yeah, he, he had a Terry moment, and I ain't talking about you. But uh, but the thing the thing is, though, I did like the fact that the Young Bucks at times, like, slowed the pace down, though. You know what I'm saying? Whenever private party kind of got some momentum going, they'll kind of go back. To, they'll kind of do that. They quote-unquote old-school tag team wrestling. You know, they they cut the ring off. You know, they made sure that, you know, whenever they was going to get a tag that, nah, son, you know, they was putting them off the apron. So, I did love this match, you know what I'm saying? And then the gin and juice, they did connect with the gin and juice, but it it was not what got them the victory. Young Bucks went for a best Melster driver ever, and we got the most devastating move in wrestling today. Private party wins with the roll up, and probably what the upset of the year. Not even talking about AEW. When you just think about just in general, because if it was gambling, no. None of us would have took private party to beat the young bucks. Like, let's just let's just be honest here. When private party, I would have just because I would have been both ways. Like, jumped on top of over the ring multiple times. Yeah, they winning. They gotta win. (laughs) I mean, but that's the thing, though. Like, this talented, y'all gotta win. Also, them pink and blue uh jays that old boy had on. Yeah, Yeah. I, I need I need those. But like I said, private party got the win. I just love the reaction. I legit had the same reaction, like the same reaction that Frankie Kazarian and like SCU had, that bit, like everybody had. Like, I'm a fan of it. I like the fact that the young bugs are putting up a private party, considering they all was the integral part of like getting them into the company. Also, think it was dope that they had all the tag teams that was competing in the tournaments in ringside too. Exactly, and the looks on their faces as well was like, oh, okay. But my favorite part was they actually like it was a vignette I actually enjoyed when they showed like them from way back when they right, first yeah. met them. Like uh what was that, Ring of Honor? Yeah. And I was like, dang, okay. So this is they got little history, but it really was like a mutual respect kind of history, though. Exactly. So yeah, it was a great that's what made it even a better match to me. And then like I said, the crowd, you know, the crowd was into the match, they loved it. Like, congrats to private party. They advanced into the second round. And then the greatness of Chris Jericho blessed the microphone and introduced his inner circle, fam. Go ahead, Terry. I I think this might easily be Jericho's best promo ever. I could could see that, dog, because... He did a good job because it was at one point where you know he was introducing everybody and the crowd started chanting "We the people," and instead oh, of letting the, yeah, instead of letting the crowd, you know, what I'm saying, kind of take over the promo, you know, he not only took a shot at WWE creative, but he also like got him to boo him like right, you know, what I'm saying, like instantly he like got control all over again. So shout out to Wait. you know Sammy Guevara, aka the Spanish guy now. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, man. Like you said, dog, uh, this was probably one of Chris Jericho's like best promos. Cause like you said, like I said, you know, once he buried the WWE creative, he was cheered, but he instantly got him to hate him again because he started talking big shit about the Rose family, especially Dusty. So yeah, man, just Terry, what you Terry, what you got, fam? You said it was his greatest shout, promo. Shout out to my boy Jericho for crapping on the WWE. Yeah, still using one of the things that got him over in his most recent run with WWE. 
by everybody that was in the circle being on his list. Yes. Thank you, fam. And their name, the inner circle, dope, dope name. Yeah. And the fact, and another thing about the promo that I liked is like you can tell it was unscripted. It was, it was just, it was just him. You know what I'm saying? Like everything was just coming like off, off the top of the head. And mm -hmm. when, and and I hate to do this, but like once you can compare the promos from like Raw to like the AEW promos, like you can see the difference between like. Like somebody's trying to remember something and hit bullet points and somebody just going out there and like just being in full character and just and just letting it rip. You know what I'm saying? And so that's, that's like peak Jericho too. Like, yeah. That's what he do. If he come off the dome, it's going to be fine. Exactly. So yeah, man, I agree. That was, that was probably one of his best promos. And he got, he, he got everybody over, you know, he said he, he got Sammy Guevara over, you know, he got LAX over, he like, he got Jake Hager over. So, and he got the inner circle over. And also, I want a T-shirt now, but that's coming soon, though. And Barry WWE all in the same move. All in the same move, and advance the storyline between him and Cody Rhodes, and selling the championship mm -hmm. match at full career at the same time. Then we had Darby Allen. You know, what I'm saying he earned a shot against Jericho. He took on Jimmy Havoc, so we got to see. Also, Darby Allen was on AEW Dark and on Dynamite as well. I, like I said, I like Darby Allen. Um, you know, the match was cool. The thing that kind of threw me off a little bit was the fact that the, the winner of this match gets a title shot next week yeah. against Jericho. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. But I'm not hating because Chris Jericho wants to work with a lot of the young people anyway. So it's a good way to, you know, get, get the young people over, introduce them, and bring them in the spotlight as well. So props to Darby Allen, a.k.a. Jesse Pinkman. And, uh... Your girl, Brip. Go, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And um, for everybody who follows us on Twitter, I posted that next week's match is going to be a Philadelphia street fight for the belt. And also, to add on top of that, Taz will be guest commentating on AEW Dart. So, okay. make yeah, so make sure y'all, you know what I'm saying, y'all check that out as well. Once again, Terry, your girl, Britt Baker, she was on TV. You know what I'm saying? She she tags him with Rio. Baker, DMD, put some respect on her name, bro. Look, man, I ain't got time to be having a pimp named Slickback moments and saying the whole thing right now, okay? She'll also accept Mrs. Adam Cole. Will she? Baby. Baby. <laughs> there you go. Got to have a dramatic pause. In. But, you know, another good tag team match. This is the thing that I've realized. Like, has Britt Baker had a singles match the it, at – Anytime she's been on AEW, like it's either like a she in a Royal Rumble or she in a tag team match. I don't remember her having like I a saw the dark. Nah, I don't think so. But the dark, but the AEW dark match was a tag match though. So yeah, now that I think about it, she's been in nothing but tag matches the whole time. Yeah, no, she had. I think it was a triple threat or a fatal four way that she was in. But regardless, still no single. Yeah, matches. it's still no singles match though. And I've also noticed we haven't seen Awesome Kong yet either, so it'll be interesting to see when she show up and like you know start fucking stuff up because that's that's really what I'm waiting on, especially considering how WWE did it because she got pregnant. But anyway, that's a story for another day. We got we finally we finally got John Moxley in the AEW ring for his official match. You know, shout out to the good old elbow thing, elbow bands. Not gonna lie, hearing both of them guys called by real names versus. The WWE generated names was kind of weird for a second. 
took a little adjustment to get used to. Not gonna really? lie. Really? Like you've kind of had a while to kind of get used to it though, there, bro. Still. Yeah, like yeah, especially but, John Moxley. Yeah, my I guess because yeah, didn't JR call a, a Ambrose match once? I wanna what? say yeah. I think he did. Yeah, I wanna I, I say really, yeah. I really you think that's what it is. Oh, because it's Jim Ross. Yeah. Well, I I can feel you on that. But as far as the match go, you know, it was cool. It was it was kind of what I expected. A nice, you know, physical match as they like to say. All right, so trash ass totally Blanchard. Yeah, uh, that thank you. Because here's my thing that I've kind of noticed with like the AEW refs though, like they are real lenient with what they let go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like Tully was blatantly like doing shit in front of the referee. He was just like, you know, all right, you know, do what you do. So yeah. I think that's probably like one of the only things, like one of my only gripes right now is like the referees kind of don't really feel like they got control of the match at times. Like, I'm all good for, like, kind of letting them do whatever, but when stuff is, like, should be a blatant disqualification, like, totally grabbing Moxley's leg in front of the referee and you making eye contact with him, fam. You're doing some throwback four horseman type stuff. And I am cool with that, but at the same time, you ain't no spring chicken no more. You're getting caught when you're trying to do these things. But I mean, shout out to John Moxley. You know, he got the win after hitting, you know, just his move. And uh, yeah, after the match, Kenny Omega came out there with a barbed wire bat and broom. Yeah, which, I ain't never seen a barbed wire broom before. I ain't with nah, him. Nah, I, I mean, you know, he the cleaner, so you know, I, I guess it was. You hey, know, oh, you gotta, it's time yeah. to clean up. Time to clean up, and he with some barbed wire broom, and he threw Moxley the bat, which I was kind of like, okay, yeah, but nope. They're going to say that for full gear probably because uh, Pac just beamed the shit out of Kenny Omega in the back of the head. Please. Bro, that was definitely a please moment right there, fam. I'm talking about the crowd was lit, too. I was at the house like, oh, okay, we finna get some old, you know, we finna, we finna get it going right here. Nope. Nope. But I will say, though, Pac had a point, though. He's undefeated, but he's not in a title match. Or he wasn't even on. He wasn't even having a match on episode two of AEW. So I agree with that. Cause we think about Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc, but I mean it's still early. So, so I can you know I can get with that, but I can't wait to see this John Moxley and Kenny Omega match finally, especially considering we supposed. To be, oh yeah, you know, what I'm saying? a while ago. We just gonna say that a while ago. In recent memory, the only feud that I can think that's benefited from an injury more than this was probably Ronda and Becky. I agree. I agree. Because if they would have had that match any earlier, it probably wouldn't have had the same the same effect as it did at WrestleMania. So, yeah, I, I agree with that. And last, but certainly not least, the main event, my boy Hangman Page teamed up with the forever young Dustin Rhodes, and he took on your AEW champion, Chris Jericho. I had to say the whole thing because I ain't need Terry yelling at me again. You know, I'm put some I put some respect on his name. All right. Teaming up Appreciate with Sammy that. Guevara, aka the Spanish guy. You know what I'm saying? The match was good. Once again, uh referee let a few shenanigans go, but they teased the shattered dreams, and I ain't gonna lie, I was hoping. I was hoping we was gonna get a shattered dreams because we ain't seen one in a while. But Jake Hager. 
Jake Hager big ass clothesline the shit out of <laughs> Dustin Rose. <laughs> and then you know the talk, so. <laughs> yeah, no, like I am fine with the role he is in right now. You know what I'm saying? Like just keep doing that, bro. No people and I say let him be that. Let him be a legit badass. Let him be to a fighter. Exactly. So just play to that. Just be a fighter. You know what I'm saying? And you know, Chris, that led to Chris Jericho hitting the Judas effect, which I look, I am still not sold on. I I, I get like it, Chris. It. This well, this is the thing though. I like it. I just don't like the execution so far. Like I feel like once he able to like time it right, because I don't know, I just feel like sometimes he can hit it right in there. Sometimes he like hit him with a shoulder. You know what I'm saying? He'll hit him with his shoulder or something. But I ain't gonna lie. You're better than the lightning fist. Every. Not everything, but yeah, everything. Nah, yeah. finger poke with them. The you know, punk ass Terry leg drop is definitely not not better than you know. what I'm saying the lightning fist. So, uh, yeah, but you know, after the match though, we had a you know a good old end of the show brawl, which I am always a fan of. You know, uh, shout out to the old school WCW Monday Night Nitro ending. Yes, sir. And then shout out to uh, Cody Rose pulling the Sabu. You know what I'm saying? The lights going off and then <laughs> they come back on here in the middle of the ring. I liked it, though. I dug it. I thought I thought it was cool. Shout out to Darby Allen, though, riding down on the skateboard and then hitting Jericho with the knee. That was probably the funniest thing and the best thing I've seen in a long time. Shout out to my boy MJF, too. Yo, for him to be a heel, bro, that reaction that he got, it's amazing. So when I pop up one episode with a scarf on, don't ask no questions. Y'all already know what it is. I'm like, I'm definitely bringing my uh, Burberry scarf. And it ain't going to fall the whole show. <laughs> I mean, you know, I got a couple of Louis scarves. If we're going to be in her scarf out, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? Just let hey. me know. I am with it. But... All in all, man, AEW Dynamite, another fantastic show. You know, it, it the thing I like about AEW so far is, is getting us all type of variety of wrestling. You know, it started off with the high flying tag team, you know what I'm saying? Then we got the one on one kind of physical match between Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc. We got a great promo, but not too many promos. And that's another thing, too. They haven't went promo crazy yet, or like backstage been yet crazy yet. It's mostly like in the ring. Or when they do cut a promo, it's to advance the storyline. It's not just to waste 20 minutes of like TV time and it leads to like a random eight man tag team match that means nothing in the end. So I loved AEW Dynamite. Fellas, what's you, which, which your thoughts on AEW Dynamite? Terry? I mean, Dynamite is, sorry to use a, a pun, but it's, it's blowing up. <laughs> Hey, if, if if WWE ain't careful, they might ha- they might have a, a dangerous situation on their hand, fam. I gotta get a slow clap. I agree. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that. They two for two. They two for two. Yeah, I agree. They are definitely they're we definitely two. <laughs> Especially considering how trash Monday Night Raw was, they definitely okay. Yeah, they definitely need to watch out. So, the man that was leading the NXT charge on the social media, Rashad, all NXT right. is all yours, sir. Wherever you want to start, the he man is of NXT. The hour. 
gotta say it like Triple H. The man of the hour came to collect. And, and Diddy. Man, that was probably one that that was a awesome beginning to NXT. Leo Rush versus Drew Gulak. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't even want to go through the match. I mean, the match was spectacular, but yeah. Go watch that match if you haven't seen yeah. it. Yeah. watch that match because I like I said I lie I lie tweeted so I'm not gonna go hey, through you, the details. If you want if you want to see what I said, it's on it's on the um Twitter. But he dropped th- he, this man had a plan. He dropped a song afterwards. My boy Leo <laughs> dropped a song after he wasn't playing. See that I got you know the song. You know the match yeah. that with Morrow have two pop culture references back to back. Yo, he's my boy said that. he's all oh, yeah, the way up. And nothing can pulled, stop him. And then pulled the Meek Mill dreams and nightmares, fam. I thought he was gonna go through the whole verse for a second. Man, he said night like this. <laughs> yo, like, if, if Morrow would have hit you with that hold up, wait a minute, I would have been like, yo, that's I'm done. That's it. That's it. I'm done for the night. Yeah. But I would have took a trip to full uh, cell to go shake his hand. Easily. Man, I would have had to like, hey, WWE, I don't care how much it costs. Go ahead and blast that through the arena, please. <laughs> go ahead and blast it. Go ahead and let's hear the whole song. But yeah, um, he hit a, he dropped a song called That's Facts. He mm. went, like I said, he came to collect, gave us a single, you know. Um, but he had, but if for everybody who didn't want watch the match, don't believe us that it was that good. He ended with a frost splash. On Eddie Guerrero's 52nd birthday. Two frog flashes. Yes. Two. Frog splash and a uh, spring bud. Like but the second one kind of looked like the low down, but, you know, hey, I'll take it. That's how Shout he do it, Because he, he went straight below. Yeah. He did the hit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, bulletproof vest. Nobody does the frog splash the same. Nah. Yeah. Which I like. I like Rob Van Dam's, but we'll get on that later. Um, <laughs> mm. And the next match was uh, Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah. A.K.A. A female P. Dunn. It was a squash match. Rhea Ripley just went through that girl and then made a tap. And that was that. Then, Trash. Uh, yeah, it, was, it, it wasn't. Yeah, nothing happened. It was, it was nothing spectacular that happened. Uh, then next you had Breeze, Breezango. Versus the Forgotten Sons, even though it yeah. wasn't supposed to be them originally. Yeah, Everrod, such a trash name. So yeah. Brizango, I'll put it like that. Brizango was pretty much gotta be uh, facts. Uh, Brizango, the basically the interest was better than the match. Uh, I'm not feeling <laughs> a new entrance. Bring back the old one. Yeah. Oh, wait, just like constructive work. The only thing that made the match interesting was what uh, Beth Phoenix, Beth Phoenix on commentary. <laughs> That's what made it interesting. That's why I say it was probably the best part. Of it. Oh. She's low-key underrated on commentary, too. Yeah, I agree. Adam, She's pretty good. Adam Copeland had a surprise when he got home. How she was talking. Obviously. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So again, Forgotten Sons beat Reese Dango. It was, of course, another squash match. Because, like I said, the highlight of the night already happened. Then you had uh, Cameron Grimes versus Boa, and then of course that was ruined. That was pretty much ruined by Killian Dane coming out at the end. 
Why Trevor Lee keep having all these these short matches, fam? And yes, I got yeah. him Trevor Lee. I need them to <laughs> stop trying to get this stomp over, fam. For real, that's pretty much. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, though, he be doing it better than Kofi, though. But that's a story for another day. But the match that pretty much rivaled the beginning was Roderick Strong. Shout out to Undisputed Era versus Isaiah. Got to say the whole name, Isaiah Swerve Scott. Skirt. So that whole match was nothing but again technical. It was a whole bunch of technical high flying. And basically, when Swerve was get was getting in the groove, had the best of Roderick, of course, yeah. Adam Paul, Bebe, and the uh, rest of the Undisputed Era came and helped out a little bit, distracted uh, Swerve. Before you knew it, uh, my boy hit the... Uh, I think I chose the consequences. I'm about to say, you, you uh, got to see that he hit that, that, that vicious pump knee strike for sure. Yeah, he hit that. Yeah. What was and then the, the end of heartache. Yeah. The end of heartache. Thank you. And he hit the end of heartache submission. Then, uh, of course, good old Velveteen came out, <laughs> which was the best. R E A M is. I, I, okay, I got to tell this without laughing. All right, he posted this weird picture. Of Roger Strong with nothing but the belt, and then he basically posted another picture and said that when he takes the belt back, it'll be because Roger Strong comes up short. He can't measure up. Can yeah, he can't let, measure let up. Roddy make it with his uh Shawn yeah. Michaels inspired picture, fam. You know, he had a playgirl moment. He say he North American champion finally. He wanna you know embrace his moment with the belt. So again, I'm. Watch NXT if you want to fully explain to you. I'm not going to go into more. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. more detail. I mean, I, I would have done it. Just me. <laughs> y'all heard? Y'all heard Renee telling Corey that, that him and uh, Carmella can consummate the 24/7 title finally. Well, I mean, everybody ain't Drake Maverick, fam. AKA Rockstar Spud. <laughs> yeah. They don't know about that. Yeah. Oh, it was. And it's sad that that man is still like 5'4", 140 pounds. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa came out. And, of course, he got, he told us. Goldie, Two words. You know, Goldie. Make sure Goldie knew he was home, daddy's home. So then we go, you know, to uh, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair. That was fantastic. That was a good match. That was yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was fantastic. Top. But it's Bianca Belair. Dakota Kai, too, though. You see, the EST of NXT been putting on phenomenal matches all of 2019. And they won't put her over for some reason. Because they won't run the 2.0 to get over. Yeah. Well, actually, that, that, well, actually, Ronda is Shane the 2.0, if you ask me. But, you know, I get I, what you're saying. I mean, we know that, but in WWE, uh, Shayna is Ronda Light. Touche. But, you know. Because, uh, like I like I said before, she's basically uh, Ronda with, without the ego. Basically. And, and better basically. promo skills. Way and wrestling skills. Because she thinks we're supposed to remember her getting knocked out by Holly Holm as a high point. But, yeah. If we had an MMA show, I'll go into more details. But, yeah. So, you had Dakota Kai versus the <laughs> EFT. 
Yeah, <laughs> you know I'm a slap. You know I'm a slap some jumps in there every now and then. Uh, it was a great match, like we all agreed. Of course, Bianca won. Like, I don't see why she don't have to strap on it, but because yeah, I didn't want her to continue to be undefeated. There you go. And then of course Rhea Ripley. Oh, another slow clap. <laughs> 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 Love a slow clap. Then of course you had uh Rhea Ripley come out. Rhea Ripley, of course, been um go get on her a little bit later, but she came out to show that she might need that belt. But um Bianca Belair kind of let her know, hey, get behind me. You're gonna have to go through me to get to uh Taylor Basil. So, you know, that was that. And then you had the final match of the night, which was Walter versus Kushida. Came out now that's the, the match that rivaled the opening to me. Yeah. But yeah, because Kushida came out back to the future, uh, back to the future um, attire. And then, of course, I'm a big fan of Imperium. So Walter I love came that out music. with the yeah. epic music. Bro, how they take like the. The jaw steam a little bit and kind of mix it. Yeah. That's yeah. It's, it's intimidating. Especially like all four of those guys. But again, Imperium. This is a this is night one of Imperium. Okay. Kachita did his thing. Yeah. It's a lot of a lot of people had a double back-to-back night um on NXT and NXT UK. But this was night one for walk for Imperium. Like I said, but Kushida. Of course, he put on a phenomenal match, but of course, Walter was not going to take no L. And oh, never that. Oh, he pretty much demolished Kushida in the end, and that was that. All right, let me pull up my notes for... I will say, though, Kushida did get in a nice bit of offense. He did. Yeah. I mean, he, he, did. He, I mean, he didn't go down, like, he didn't go down uh, without a fight. But we knew the NXT UK yeah. champ wasn't going to lose. Nah, not at all. Near the end, it was like because she might get them, then I was like, all right, if I know WWE creative. Say, you remember how Pete Dunne used to run through people? Yeah. Shout out to Pete Dunne, that title reign, though, fan. That title reign was amazing. And I was like, they kept on talking about spell his name with all caps. If you saw you me, I did. If you saw me, I did the whole time. You gotta, again, you got to put respect on his name. Exactly, because he only goes by one name. And that's all capital W A L T E R. Seal will be proud, you know. One name, you know, like McLovin, you know what I'm saying? That's what what's up about. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to from a rose, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wow. Man, we were talking about that yesterday. That's why, yes, I need my slow clap for the day. <laughs> good, good. Touche, sir. I can't hear. Yeah, I can't even be mad at that. We fam. talked about that junk yesterday. That's yeah. I can't even be mad at that, fam. You're right. There's All so right. much I can say about that song. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right. So we're going to NXT UK. Time up for my guys here. They was waiting. Yes. This is Tom Phillips' first episode. Thank Tom you. He got to, got to commentate this one. I mean, I'm just saying he should have been on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown, but I digress. Yeah, he over there in Brentwood, England, so you know, maybe he will come back over this way. So at the beginning, once he announced that he was officially on NXT UK, 
He announced that Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster were defending their NXT UK titles against Gallus next week. They did this throughout the show, so I'm not going to say it as many times as they did. <laughs> I was like, dang, it was a whole hour, and you done said it about four times. We understand. Okay. So then the first match was The Hunt, which is Wild Boar and Primate. Man, they let them UK dudes get away with some names. But anyway, versus Pretty Deadly, Sam Stoker, and Lewis Howley. I like Sam Stoker. I've seen him. Yeah, I've seen him a couple of times. I do like Sam Stoker. Yeah, me too. I, I like uh, Pretty Deadly. I mean, they, you know, we talk about Breezango. It's kind of like the UK Breezango. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. That's the UK Breezango right there. So, uh, hey, Jobbers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because the Hunt won with a double headbutt from both sides of the ring. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, they, they Chris Benoit people? Oh, yeah. It was a squash match. Like basically, I'm gonna go through all of these. I thought we matches. we we outlawed the diving headbutt. Over there in Brentwood, England, they doing headbutts. Hey, we know about say DB don't even do headbutts like talking about no more. I mean, right. granted, you know his CTE kind of had prob had a. Uh, that was the cause of it. You know, what I'm saying that didn't help the situation. So boy. Got... <laughs> so yeah, then like I said, Imperium. This is Imperium Night 2. Um, basically, they tried to go against the hunt, but they didn't realize it was like four members of it. It was four members of Imperium. Three of them came out. So after the other two members of Imperium were getting beat up by the hunt, Alexander Wolf came in, cleaned up. Oh, that's for yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's how that was. You forgot he was over there? I, I really did. I, I ain't even going to lie. You know what's trash? What's that? Sorry to cut y'all off, but go ahead. Monday Night Raw, you had Eric Young running out to separate Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman. Yeah. You got Nikki Cross, good. former WWE Women's Tag Team Champion. Killian Dane, constant presence on NXT TV. If you looked at Alexander Wolf, you was disgusted. <laughs> right. Like, nah, for real, bro. You were like, all these people could get washed by both of these dudes. But the but, fact that Eric Young is the one not being pushed, though, when you thought trash. he would probably been the one that would have been pushed out of everybody. How? He almost already out of everybody. But he's too small for Vince. How many times have we said that that's what they're doing? They Might as well just go back down to NXT and call it a day. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. They if they don't try to make you run around for that 24-7 title, they pretty much have you break up imaginary fights. Thank God Oscar won the tag team champion, so she ain't got to do that no more. For real, because they was going to have her looking mad dumb. Her She's got, yeah. about to be out there straight, Kurt Hawkins. Whew. That's messed up, fam. But yeah, let me uh go ahead to uh, Jack Stars versus the Irish ace, Jordan Devlin. My boy Jordan Devlin. <laughs> yeah, I rock with Jordan Devlin. So um, I caught him like uh, Finn, Mini Balor. Finn Balor. Yeah, because every time I see him, I'm like, man, that's Finn Balor's cousin or something. But anyway, so I hate all the times they used to break up the fight. Yeah, they wasting, they wasting them people. But they got to make their money, so I kind of understand. You know, <laughs> you know they got to make their bread, fam. But yeah, Irish Ace, what? even though Jack Stars gave him a match, the Irish Ace won, then... Dave Mastiff came out 
early, challenged Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin walked out the ring, told him, no, nah, not this week. He said, I'm good. I just had a match. So then Dave Mastiff pretty much squashed Kenny Williams. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, yeah, he was ready to fight. I mean, like I said, he was gonna, he was gonna uh tr- try to beat Jordan Devlin and Kenny Williams in less than five minutes. So yeah, he just went in and watched Kenny Williams. Kind of badass, right there, bro. Right. Yeah. So then you had uh, I hate, I hate his name because it's so long. Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews cut a promo. They thank the fans for their support and everything like that. Then Gallus came out, and like I said, I'm not a fan of when the NXT UK guys talk because it's like Masterpiece Theater, and they're not really saying nothing intimidating. They're like, we're going to kick your butts next week. And then it's like, oh, okay. So that's pretty much what happened. Well, there goes all our British fans. Yeah, I mean, all right. I said that last, look, I said that last week, too. And if y'all think those promos are fire, uh, people in the UK. That's before the accent came, I found. I was like, let me let let me know. I did it last week too, so I'm like, yeah, they probably sent us like that man really hates me. Yeah, <laughs> you really hate, man. Goodness I was gracious! Like, I, I was like, when I heard him, I was like, is that it? I'll see this next week. I mean, they're gonna fight next week. I'm like, this is it. That's what they're gonna say. They stood like they stood there at the announce table, and that's pretty much what they said. And then, you know, uh, Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews standing with their head down, and they cut to you know, little um, commercial. Then they came back with um, Norm Dar slapping Trent Seven in the back. Now he's slapping somebody, yeah. Alicia Fox, I hate you. So then they announced after that that Norm Dar is going against Trent Seven in two weeks. Again, I'm up there like, dang, they really giving us like these long timetables for matches. Then you had the main event, Piper Nevin versus Jazzy Gabbard with Jenny, who Jenny is saying that she should be ahead of Piper Nevin, even though Piper Nevin has pretty much squashed everybody. Uh, she Literally and, and figuratively. Yes, she has pretty much went through everybody in one. Now she is undefeated. Real mm. Ripley <laughs> still knock out. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned her because again, like I said, another person that had a night too was Rhea Ripley, and that's pretty much how Piper never won because Rhea Ripley came out of nowhere, kicked um, Jazzy Gabbard in the head. Threw it back in the ring. Piper Nevin went for the pinfall. Sounds like it was a good show. Yeah, and yeah, the the um, NXT UK was actually pretty good. Like I said, the only thing I never liked about them is their promo. That's the only thing I don't like. The action is always storm that women's champ no more. Yeah, Yeah, I ain't, I ain't too. But then I'm looking at Rhea Ripley because I'm like, okay, so you gonna get both women NXT titles? Is that what's going on? Ooh, that'd be lit. Yeah, that'd be lit. Rhea two belts. Piper Nevin. Like, yeah, she pretty. Like I said, she was quiet. She kicked that girl in the head, and it was over. Like she was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's all I wanted to do. And then Piper Nevin was smiling. I was like, "Hey, you may want to back up. You might got two of them." You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Might got two. 
He said, hey, super kicks, right? In the, in the pistol. Super hey, kick party. I was just about yeah. to say that. I was just about to say that, too. But no, nah, I wouldn't. But uh, Rhea Ripley, like I said, is slowly. Like, she was already one of my favorites, but I'm like, the range that she's having right now, I'm like, okay. And she appealing to both sides, too. Yes. So I'm starting to really, like, see Rhea Ripley's range, and I, and I dig it. So I hope she does win at least one of those belts. And we see how she does with a uh, women's title reign. I mean, she the female P done basically. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping it's gonna be at least the NXT belt because goodness gracious, somebody to take the belt off of Shayna Fam. Like we were thinking, like, hey, who could take it off of uh, Shayna Baszler? And I was like, Awesome Kong and Rhea Ripley. Well, she's not there, sir. So Santina Marilla. <laughs> Speaking of that, I'm surprised he didn't get drafted to SmackDown. Uh, we had night one of the WWE draft on Friday. Yeah, Terry, Wait, before, go, uh, before we go get on. to that, we What's got it? this unnecessary press conference that we had. I'm never a fan of unnecessary press conferences, and this goes all the way back to 2010 when LeBron James called up ESPN for an hour-long special with the decision. That's hey, great, fam. Hey, boys, make money off that. <laughs> That's pointless. why he said that two hours. <laughs> it pointless. was pointless, though. It definitely was pointless. But they was, <laughs> was in Vegas, so I mean, I understand why they decided to go ahead and go with the you know fight field press conferences that they had. So I I, I give them a pass on that part of it, but y'all could have just set that up on SmackDown and called it a day, but. At Crown Jewel on Halloween Day at some ungodly hour in the morning, <laughs> we got Kane Velasquez versus Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship, which means that Kofi got squashed in nine seconds just for this blood money match. For no reason, fam. The belt didn't even have to be involved in this match, bro. For all this, y'all could have gave Randy the belt. Well, yeah, technically, when you put it like that, yeah. At least Randy wouldn't have been going defe- defended for no reason in a match we know he's going to win. No, I'm just shaking my head because that whole press conference was unnecessary. It was. It made no it sense. Like, uh, they just really right. trying to make this Fox money right now. It's... Yeah, that that was all over SmackDown, though. Yeah, it tell, really was. You can tell that Fox money was taking over. We had the whole NFL Sundays crew, everybody hey, from the, the the morning crew to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Hold on, can I just say one thing real quick? Mean to cut you off, but fuck Tony Gonzalez for saying who he would draft first, fam. He said Somebody he had dra- to go that route. I mean, but you know what? He don't need to be in the Hall of Fame. I'm cool with that. Fuck Tony. But yeah, my bad. Go, go take, ahead. Go, go take that man gold jacket. But I but I, but I ain't had no problem with like the Joe Buck and Troy Eggman though. Like I said, yeah. I, I I just wanted Joe Buck to be like, I'm Joe Buck. This is Friday night SmackDown. Troy Eggman to be with us in a minute. And then you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then Troy just slide on in on the side. I was about to say I cut to Troy ringside. Yeah. Oh, boy. That would interviewing hilarious. somebody. That would be hilarious. But I do agree with you though. It, I 
Okay, so it's not us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you saw how I got quiet? Yeah. <laughs> you saw how I got quiet? Bad with us for one moment, you guys. We're having some technical difficulties. Yeah. I was looking at you like, are you doing it too? <laughs> Is it me? <laughs> Yeah, I like, definitely thought it was my Wi-Fi trip, and I was like, wait. Let's go, let's go. Who could we both pause? We like we both made the freeze right like nobody move. Maybe if we don't move, it'll work. <laughs> That was good. Everybody watching this video. Me and Terry took that like G's. Definitely. He said, So we all froze. <laughs> good night. <and> take care. <laughs> right. Thank you for watching our fly podcast. And if you're going to fly, as always, fly high. There you go. But yeah, we're gonna wait for uh Dom to come back. But yeah, like I said, um I'm letting y'all talk about SmackDown because I was having some technical difficulties over here to where every time I turned on the TV, um I don't know what they're doing over here, but it they kept playing on my stuff, so stuff kept restarting. So yeah, I see, I just did the, the American way. Yeah. So I don't know what that's actually going. how I watched I everything. Power was going off for like they like they mess with 